It is Bruins Thursday. Uh, it is all presented by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh since 1860. God, that's the when Jack Edwards was born, I think. Wasn't <laughs> it? He's, all brought, he's, all, he's all brought to you by DC Mechanical. Hello, my friend. How are you? <laughs> I'm pleased to be at the return of the big O. <laughs> well, it's good to talk to you, my friend, on the uh, of the Harbor One Hotline. We got to get all of those things in there. You know how that works, uh, Jack. Yeah. So, how you doing? Is life good? Uh, life is pretty good. Um, I'm getting used to uh, the off season in the middle of the season. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's been almost two years of this chaos, and it's obvious that the NHL is making it up on the fly. I mean, <laughs> no no one could have anticipated that Omicron would come on this fast and this strongly and infect that many people and causing rightful concern. But it's obvious that the NHL, uh, which drew up uh, allegedly two calendar drafts, uh, had no contingency plan for the pandemic coming back because the Bruins are going to play an average of one game every two days for the rest of the season yeah, they beginning have six, on New Year's Day. They played 26, and their teams have played 32. That's amazing. Right. Yeah, yeah, and and it's inexcusable that the NHL scheduled the Bruins for five consecutive days off in October. You know, two or three, yeah, okay. You know, coaches want to get their teams practicing. Uh, They want to review a lot of video to make sure they're uh, correct on their system play. But five days in a row off and two long scheduled breaks in the month of October. And the Bruins entered the Thanksgiving uh, weekend uh, with four games in hand on almost every division rival, and that was before COVID came back. So, you know, that's a, it's a steep mountain to climb to get to the playoffs because I've got a feeling the uh, attrition due to injury is going to be overwhelming oh, I, I, for this team. I, I agree. I, I wouldn't be too optimistic the rest of the way based on the conditions. So let me ask you about Tukarask because I've never heard of this before. He's practicing right with them he was practicing for a while over at warrior arena but now he's practicing with them and yet he still hasn't signed a contract i mean there's one thing about a wink wink deal jack still there's the possibility the player could get hurt in practice and then what happens then (laughs) that's why lawyers are rich and have this week off you know (laughs) because you know the nhl clearly is governing by the seat of its pants because, you know, uh, last year was was the most egregious uh, uh, case of benign neglect. Uh, I I warned I warned our audience when the season uh, began in January that Tampa Bay was going to LTIR Kucherov for the entire season, and miraculously he was going to. Uh, recover and be eligible to play the second the salary cap goes off, which (laughs) doesn't make any sense at the end of the regular season. So Tampa Bay played between 10 and $18 million over the cap for the entire playoffs. 
No wonder they won the Stanley Cup. So, you know, Tuka Rask is practicing with the Boston Bruins right now. He's not under contract, but he he's practicing like he's part of the team. And, you know. I've never heard of that before, Jack. Never, <laughs> ever. <laughs> well, well, as as one longtime member of the uh, Bruins PR staff once said, the NHL didn't invent shooting itself in the foot, but it sure perfected it. <laughs> Jack, you mentioned, yeah. Megan here, you mentioned uh, the arduous schedule that the Bruins are looking at as they come to return because of the way their schedule was set up earlier in the season. Given that two of your stars and leaders on the ice and uh, – Bergeron and Marshan are 36 and 33, respectively. It, how big of that, how, how much of an impact is that going to make on those guys? And is there any chance that we see any kind of sneaky backdoor, I don't want to say load management, but if this team is looking towards the postseason, is that a consideration? Well, yeah. Um, I, I think that it is uh, in the front of Bruce Cassidy's mind, but if you think about how the Bruins use uh, both of those players that uh, you just mentioned, Megan, uh, they're all situation players. They're on the first power play, which plays about a minute and 15 seconds out of the two minutes uh, man advantage before they change out unless they score a goal first. And they're the most elite forward pair in the league at killing penalties uh, and they're the number one line, along with David Posternock, five on five. So there's a lot of load to carry. And if you add in the disproportionate amount of goals that they've scored five on five versus the rest of the lineup, I think Taylor Hall has two five on five goals this season. Um, you know, strategic rest against whom? You know, <laughs> against the Buffalo Sabres on New Year's Day. Maybe yeah, not. that's good. But that's the first long, uh, game in a long and arduous march. So uh, neither one of those guys is uh, of the character who would ask out of an assignment uh, or a Bruins game. But, um, you know, they they got to think about it because those guys are going to be baked when the end of the regular season comes. So, and you're right. You can talk about load management, but they still have to make the playoffs to be able to do that. And they're drifting down in the Atlantic division. So let me ask you for the big picture, because you've been around and you've done this for a long period of time and you've seen the transition and the changes and you, you get a run with a certain group of players and then you have to move on. Patrice Bergeron has got to be treated with kid gloves on the way out here. And I'm wondering, what do you think happens with Patrice Bergeron? If the Bruins do not make the playoffs this year, do they move on? Does he maybe want to play another year, play for another team, play for Montreal or whatever? What happens at the end of the season with Patrice Bergeron? Because you know the Bruins and Don Sweeney are going to have to retool here. I am famously wrong at predicting, but... I, I know that. Your track record is 16.2%. I've been watching it all these years. Sucks. So, so I don't see Patrice Bergeron playing for another team. Uh, I, I just Do don't you see him see playing it. for another year, Jack? Um, I, 
I, I think it's it's literally 50-50. I, I think it depends on his Thanks for uh, taking a injury. <laughs> that, well, it, it depends on his core injury, which has dogged him for, you know, four or five years. Yes. And he's had surgery on uh, the sports hernia. And it depends how uh, mobile he thinks he is. It's it's really painful when it uh, gets aggravated, which for all we know is most of the time. But, um, you know, he he was not one uh, to let on that uh, he had uh, a separated shoulder, a punctured lung, a broken rib and a broken nose during the 2013 Stanley Cup final. So um, I I wouldn't be surprised if Bergeron uh, walks toward the horizon at the end of this season because um, I I don't see him getting into the embarrassing situation that uh, Zidane Chara is in uh, on the Islanders right now. He can't um, let go. He can't. Yeah, yeah. And and he's, he's getting beaten along the boards, and that was where no forward dared to tread in his prime years. And, Jack, he's getting and into more I, fights right now than he ever has in his entire career. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. He leads them in penalty minutes. And, <laughs> um, you know, that's, uh, you know, he's he's a warrior in the sense of a hockey player being a warrior, but, um, you know, his his time has come and gone, and I don't see Bergeron hanging on. And it's not it, it's not like uh, a Brady at forty four when you you know it really isn't hockey takes well it's a, a different position you know yeah. it's a different yeah. position because uh, Glenn when you first hired me uh, John Elway was getting knocked down ninety times every Sunday just for the fun of knocking him down if you breathe on Tom Brady and you didn't floss your teeth and wa- rinse with mouthwash you get flagged you know. It's nothing against Tom Brady. The rules have evolved, and he's evolved with the rules. But um, playing quarterback in the NHL, uh, in the NFL, is is nothing like playing center in the NHL. 82 games in a regular season and up to 28 in the playoffs in a seven-month period, that's, you know, that's an unbelievable amount of punishment to take. Every time you mention on the air that I was the one that hired you and brought you into town, my Twitter feed lights up. Worst move, Ordway, you made in your entire career. Just lit up right and, now. I mean, come on. I, just keep it quiet. I, Between you. you and I, well, let's keep it quiet. Hey, Jack, I want to ask you about Taylor Hall. Now, he has 14 points through 26 games. He had that many points through 16 games with Boston last year, and he was obviously a really high-profile acquisition that they made in 2020, 2021. Um, so I'm wondering how integral is he going to be in through this stretch when the Bruins come back and are looking towards the postseason? And what are you expecting from him? I, I expect him uh, to get the puck when he's moving a lot more. I expect him to go inside the dots and get greasy goals because that's what Bruce Cassidy has been talking about to him obviously and to the media publicly and i i think uh we're in for a a resurgence uh of taylor hall's game i i think they're trying to get his head in the right place 
because uh, self-confidence is a lot of goal scoring. And um, I, you know, the Charlie Coyle is having an excellent season, but lines are built on chemistry and it's become sort of obvious that um, Charlie Coyle's style of playing center, hold the puck, shield the puck, protect the puck, uh, maneuver it to uh, a shooting position for yourself or a teammate is not the ideal match for Taylor Hall. Uh, David Krejci was pretty close because Krejci carried the puck into the zone, which allowed Hall to fly up the wing, and there is no better disher in the NHL than than David Krejci was last year and, and for about a decade. And um, they don't have any depth at center in the system, and there's no one to try instead of Coyle at the second-line center position right now. Uh, we were hoping that Jack Studnika could fill that uh, void, but um, the reviews from Providence are uh, always include one word, inconsistent. And inconsistent is something you cannot be as a top-six forward yeah, the Taylor Hall thing seemed like a no-brainer at the end of the playoffs. Do you sign him? Absolutely, you sign him. And you look back at it now yeah. and you say, what is going on? All right, I got one more for you. I understand Brad Marchant is pissed off, and rightfully so. Opportunity to go to the Olympics, he does not get that opportunity. I think the NHL made the right decision. They got to get their own league together right now with everything that's going on and how you started this conversation. Do you agree that it was smart for the NHL to back out of the Olympics? Yeah, I, I think it is uh, the right thing to do medically. And I think the more you learn about China flexing its muscles, it's the right thing to do politically because um, <laughs> governments uh, get cocky when they hire, uh, when, when they uh, uh, land both Olympic Games in a short period. And you can look it up in history and um china is feeling its oats right now and um i wouldn't want to be associated with them and and beyond that um the medical thing is um you know china has said that it's going to quarantine up to five weeks if you test positive on your way out of the country and uh there is not due process in china as we all know and, you know, it would be a pity if Brad Marchand was stuck in China until the second week in April because they said so. Yeah, yeah. that's a frightening proposition. Oh, isn't it? I, a, <laughs> I mean, you really want to piss off the you Chinese. You don't want to be stuck anywhere for five weeks. No, you really want to China. piss off the Chinese. Set up an exhibition game in Taiwan or Hong Kong, and you really piss them <laughs> off. Right, right. 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 Uh, Jack, it's always great talking to you, buddy. You know I love you. Have a happy new year. And you and I will talk somewhere down the road, you know. All right. Thanks. All right, thanks. See you later. Bye. This is uh, Jack Edwards from Nesson.